Welcome to the 301 Podcast, the interview podcast for the hottest up-and-coming entrepreneurs, artists, and creators. Real, authentic, and inspiring. And here is your host, Marcus Engel. Let's get it started in 301. Welcome back to the 301 Podcast. Today, we talk to the founder, coach, and mentor of the famous boxing club, Boogieland in Amsterdam. And we talked about philosophy, we talked about how to create a culture and a movement, the newly found Boogieland Foundation, and a lot of boxing metaphors. It became very clear that Jens is not only a great inspiration for his boxing club, but now he's also available for everyone in the 301 podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode and let's get it started in 301. We maybe have today the, the toughest uh, guest in the 301 podcast so far, because today we have the founder of the one and only boxing club, Boogieland, as a guest. Jens, welcome to the 301 podcast. Thank you. I'm not sure if I'm going to be the toughest person, <laughs> but yeah. Let's pretend. Thank you for now. that introduction. Um, before we get into the topics, I always start off with a quick introduction uh, from your side, uh, who you are and uh, what you do. Yeah. So my name is Jens van Donge. Um I am 34 years old at this point. I am the um, the co-owner and co-founder uh, of uh, Boogieland uh, Boxing Club here in Amsterdam Nord. Um, we also have a, a foundation, the Boogieland Foundation, where we um, focus right now primarily on um, putting public available uh, boxing bags, like heavy bags that you can train on in the in the streets of Amsterdam. So these are my two main projects at the moment. Mm. Yeah. And it's actually super nice because uh, what the people cannot see right now, like when you came, you also brought like the the, the bags and the t-shirts because basically when I moved to Amsterdam, this was the first thing that I saw, like um, the the bags outside and like the t-shirts of Boogie Lands and, and people like driving around. Mm -hmm. And and then it took like, an, I mean, I moved to Amsterdam North and then my girlfriend started to to box actually. And then she said, like, you really have to uh, go to, like, the, the Boogie Land, Boxy Land, uh, really talk with, like, the owner because uh, it seems to be, like, a great story. So how does someone come up uh, with the idea to have their own uh, boxing gym? Well, I mean, obviously, I, 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 I practiced my own kickboxing for quite some time. Um, and then I started teaching a little bit, and then I started teaching a bit more. And of course, I'm still learning, but then I was also still learning. Um And there are certain things that I really loved about the, the way that kickboxing is taught and, and, you know, martial arts and amazing, very inspiring. But there were also several things that I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really understand why they would do it in, in, in that way. For example, kind of macho-ish, you know, didn't really make sense to me. Um, and I also thought that, that some things uh, aesthetically are beautiful and some things could be better. Mm. Um, These are just two examples, culture and, and aesthetics, that, um, you know, we, we just try to put our two cents um, in when it comes to just, you know, we're all stacking on on the shoulders of giants in the martial arts scene. Obviously, we're just, we're just you know, just a very tiny, tiny thing hmm. when it comes to martial arts in on this planet. But I mean, we try to make an impact in this in this city in our own small way. We drifted off from the question, I think. No, no, but that's <laughs> perfect because I think uh, if if you look at your profile, um, 
you don't seem to be like the let's say like the, the typical guy if you, if you can can say mm -hmm. that to to open maybe like a, a gym uh, you you studied philosophy yeah uh, how does someone like from uh, studying philosophy to ending up um, creating the uh, like a, a boxing movement in in Amsterdam well yeah I, I hope to eventually create a movement I don't think we are there yet but okay so your question like yes I did study philosophy at, at some point in my life um, I got my bachelor's in in Western philosophy I started kickboxing as a way to to cope with the with the with the mental exertion of studying philosophy i think with just studying i mean i think for for everybody who's who's been doing that and especially if you're a bit mm, if you're a pretty active person physically i am um always have been and i mean it was just very it, for me personally it was very hard to just sit and read uh and think in a pretty destructive manner because that's philosophy it can be very destructive when it comes to your assumptions for example or your your place in this world it, i mean it doesn't get more comfortable by studying philosophy mm. it's not very uh reassuring i can tell you that much it's it's you know yeah and kickboxing provided um a very nice counter balance a counterweight to uh yeah, to the very brainy stuff i was doing in my studies um mm. Yeah, so I mean, I could talk about that for a while. I, it, it it has. It it brought me just physical liberation. I can finally move, and it also brought me some actual honest truth. Kickboxing, whereas you know my studies, it, uh, philosophy, it's all about okay. So you have a truth, very nice, but um, we're actually gonna deconstruct that. And turns out, you know what? You're full of shit, mm. and that's that happens this this pattern repeats in in philosophy and it repeats also when it comes to your own thoughts and all of your own assumptions and the way you think about your place in this world and whatever um so that's that's pretty destructive um and you can't really you can't really trust anything in that way mm. you know you're not even sure if you're right or if you're wrong or if you're even thinking if you even exist from that point it's it's quite liberating to be um, sparring another person on the mat and when they they give you an argument by way of a for example a, a straight jab to your nose you will know if that argument is valid or not it's very clear i mean it hits you and then you know this is true yeah <laughs> my defense was open um and yeah it's there's there's no pretense there's no there's no um you know just there is status and pretense in, in kickboxing, but when you're sparring or when you're fighting, that all disappears because mm -hmm. then it's just about who can keep their cool and who can, you know, hit the other person, who can perform under pressure, immense pressure, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's um, it's very good for, I think, for modern people to be in a sparring or fighting situation where you just realize that... Um, Certain things are true and certain things are false. Mm. And you may think you are completely right, but when you're sparring, you will find out if you're right. You know, if you think that you're a, an amazing kickboxer because you watched a, a YouTube video or because you are a really smooth talker, then in the ring, we're going to find out if that actually works that way. And probably not. Mm. You know, it might <laughs> by some point. special way, yeah. but most likely not. Um, 
and in in a lot of other areas in life including my studies then you know you can you can you can camouflage a lot of bullshit camouflage a lot of bullshit yeah and that camouflage doesn't work in the ring you know it's very it's very honest it's very open very vulnerable in a way um but it also you know vulnerability also means that um you can truly shine actually i mean you know if you're very vulnerable you can also show your strength and if you're not vulnerable you can't really show your strength because it really doesn't mean anything mm. so yeah that's nice no and like I, i find it quite interesting i mean I, i said it before already like you don't have like really the typical uh profile maybe like to uh to like found found like a a, a boxing gym because like you i mean you've done so much uh, you worked as a concierge as like designing furniture personal coaching you you played in a in a in a band um can you now look back um maybe also including like the the f philosophy phase and say like wow those kind of like experience really helped me now to like uh, perform my job or is there anything that you specifically learned from all those different kind of jobs that you did that you say like wow i'm very happy that i did that and even though it maybe it was a shit phase or like it was not the best phase yeah Well, I can I can I can quickly answer that. Like all of the things I, I've done, including having a welding shop and including all the stupid little jobs I did, and 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 all of that, including studying philosophy that didn't really make any sense at this point in my life. You could say, like from an economics point of view, um, it's all coming together. So I mean, that's the fun part about being an entrepreneur, and and because you you put your heart and soul into um, your project and your heart and soul means your actual history, all of it. So it all, it all, it all comes in handy in a way, you know, and, and, and a lot of my inspiration comes from frustration. Mm. I must admit. Yeah. So I'm, I feel frustration about this or that, that I didn't do or this or that, that isn't right in the world. And in, in my point of view, and I, I try and change it. And, and yeah, that, that that's the, the the basis for most of the things i do now mm. yeah. and when Does that you answer the question yeah d definitely because i think that um you know because i think a lot of times we we tend to to look back on things like like maybe like worse or better than it was and i think that this is also sometimes like uh like all the little things that you do years later you realize like the bigger picture and like the the bigger like uh, puzzle or you have like a specific skill like very random that you learned yeah and then at one point you you do it and you think like oh i'm so happy that i'm so happy that i did that because yeah, now it really it's, it's, it's about the skills but it's it's in my case anyway even more about the um the people that i met along the way and, and, the, and the relationships that we we built together the connection that we made i mean it, this this I mean, whatever it's worth but for me personally i feel like in the past three years i've i've achieved more than i achieved in the in the 15 years before that when i was already trying to make something out of myself i was you know um out of my my teenage years and then trying to be uh, an adult mm. yeah. so in the past three years a lot more things have you know just materialized and happened um And all of those things were would have been completely impossible without other people. I mean, it's it's this whole thing. It's it's not about me. It's it's about us. It's about the my team, the, the people I, I I work with every day. And so many little ideas that you that you have are only possible because you 
talk to this other person that you you know you you still you know them from way back in the days 10 years ago whatever you 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 studied together or you did something together and and i think more and more i'm starting to realize the wealth that is there you know mm. these for example if you and me would have had a some crazy night uh 15 years ago uh, when we met uh, we were at a party and it was crazy and whatever it could be a party or it could be a job um i would still remember you and i, I could call you then from that point on because we have some sort of relationship of trust mm. we've we've been through something together and then well you know if i want to do a podcast and i'll call you and i'll i'll ask you about doing podcasts and you'll tell me and you'll say maybe you, you know you can borrow my microphones for the first uh, mm. a couple of times and that's the only way well that's the way that we build uh boogie land i mean uh, boogie land is 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 founded by 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 dan and tim and me um the three of us together and and it's it's it was only possible by all of these all of these people that have been working with us to to to, to make that dream possible and also mm. yeah believing in us and believing in 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 the dream and well now we got a nice a nice boxing club we still got a long way to go um but things are definitely materializing yeah did you realize that maybe very late in the in the process like how important the network is or is it something that you always kind of like did and it just now later it like uh, it uh, it like paid off because yeah, it know, seems like a little bit like a little bit like um two phases of your life right like yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. like everything before boogie land and then uh, yeah. boogie land yeah that's true it's true um and i think before that um as a as a professional i was doing a lot of urtje facturtje as we say in in uh in all dutch people will probably laugh now it's just like well you know you just you're just working as a well you, you're a laborer you know you're a zz payer you're a freelance uh entrepreneur and you know you you work for one hour and you put one hour on your on your bill on your invoice mm. And I mean, that's great. That's how I used to work for a long time. But then you realize that you're not really building anything. You're just in a more <laughs> insecure position economically and financially. It's just, you know, being an entrepreneur in Holland. I mean, we call it, yeah, we say that you're an ondernemer, an entrepreneur, if you have that uh, legal status or if you're a set-set payer. But for me, I only started, you know, actual entrepreneurial activities when i started building a community when i started building a sort of um a system in a way mm. before that i was just making nice things but it would have been probably better off doing that for a boss which in my case i wasn't willing to do or i didn't i didn't know how to do how to function in a in a place like that or how to get there i knew how to do it by myself so that's what i did but that's not the easy way hmm. that's the hard way was there like a then like um a specific thing that happened in your life that you said like from now on like i have the vision like to to build this club and to to build this movement to build like a community is that something that happened overnight or was there really something that you can pinpoint it that is like we three uh dan tim and myself we sat together and we said like guys this is it let's do it so I mean, I've I've had several um, projects before Boogie Land. Um, I was teaching martial arts, kickboxing mostly, and then later boxing and 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 more fitness related things. 
um, with some in some other gyms in Amsterdam, where I had a a really nice time, and I, I mean, I think, I, I learned a lot, and you know, I made a living, and I made a lot of friends, um, also gave a lot, and that was all good, um, and on the side or at the same time I was also running my own welding shop where I was mostly working alone sometimes with you know one or two friends so these were my two main uh, activities at that point in my life um yeah and and the reason I started my own thing is 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 it has well several reasons but let's say one reason is because I started to realize I'm doing this urge factor thing I'm not building anything mm. I'm not um this is not the way to financial uh, um, um, independence, which isn't my main goal, but it's definitely important. It's getting more important also um, with the progression of my age. I'm getting a bit older and I'm starting to realize, hmm, actually um, financial independence is is liberty and I'm all about freedom. Hmm. Uh, that's easy to say, but it's hard to do. But um, yeah, I want freedom and I want to be able to to give people things and you do that from a strong position that's what i I learned when i became a bit older so yeah financial independence um but a more more pressing reason for me to start my own um gym and to to think of you know why do i want to do that is 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 just because i thought i could do a bit better I'm, i'm a bit hesitant to say but yeah from my point of view from from my aesthetics from from the way i see the world the way i i see teaching and and martial arts and um being together bringing people together from my point of view i think i could do a better job Mm. for what i want to see in the world that's not necessarily better for you know any other standard but in my standard yeah i definitely thought that um and then i asked don and tim to to join me to to build that um yeah to build on that dream and and what is it that you then like maybe say like i can do better or like what are then like the, your let's say more like t- teaching uh, principles where you say like i'm not only maybe teaching about like the the whole boxing but also like the the, the, the way of life of uh, boxing maybe yeah um so it's i mean it's that's a pretty big question in in a sense because it's uh uh, I'm too young to say my life's work, but it's definitely something that I find very important. Hmm. How do we teach and why do we teach and, and what do we teach? But let's get specific. Um, so when it comes down to, to boxing, actual boxing, not kickboxing, boxing, um, uh, kickboxing too, what we do in, in, in this country, I mean, Holland is super famous for people that listen that don't really know much about martial arts. Holland is extremely famous for their kickboxing. In the past 30 years, 40 years, um, we have dominated um, internationally. And we don't do that on many things, but we did it in kickboxing. And that's that's quite special. It's quite remarkable. Um, so there's, a, there's an amazing tradition there. Um, it also has become very popular. It is about... Um, it's it's a, it's a bit of a guesstimation, but uh, the official number I think we have six hundred thousand um, registered martial arts uh, practi- practitioners in Holland. Mm-hmm. We have seventy million people. That's that's a lot. Six hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, and it's 
still a little bit underground. Well, you don't really see it that often, but but nowadays it's becoming more and more accepted. So I, I mean, like a lot of people's moms are doing kickboxing now, which is great, I think. Um, okay, get to my point. A lot of teachers um, don't really care about their students. That's yeah. Sorry, that's just what I what I see, and it's my point of view. Mm. Um, some do, but. When you care, you want to to teach them the whole thing. That's what I want to teach people. The whole thing. Kickboxing is about um, being strong. It's about winning in a fight. But it's it's to get there. You will need a lot more than knowing how to throw a one-two and a one-two left hook and how to make a, a low kick. You know, there's there's so many other things that you need to um, get better in. And just to make it specific again. Um, moving. So many martial arts practitioners, they, pr they practice in front of a boxing bag and they stand still and they throw their punches and they stand still and they throw their punches and they stand still. Now, when you go fight, this other person is going to move. Yeah, they're going to move and you'll have a, a very difficult time. Um, and also, it's a bit more boring when you're just standing still. It's, it's such a beautiful movement pattern. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes we're making things more easy because then they're easier to sell to, mm. to people just boxing classes are easier to sell if they're just you know kind of uh, well just simple you just have to stand there and punch and get really tired yeah I mean it's not bad but it's not great either because you feel good also like afterwards like you would say it was a successful training because yeah because you, you sweat yeah you, yeah you had you had sweat on your face and now your your skin is red and uh, you're out of breath mm. and you you feel good Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a lot better than just sitting in front of the TV. I think. Um, well, there's time and a place for everything, but yeah. But boxing is more fun when you when you are um, invited by the trainer, by the coach, to to explore this whole world, this this the culture of boxing, the culture of kickboxing, um, thinking about mental uh, strength as well as just physical strength. Thinking about agility and mobility, about about um, uh, body control, about performing under pressure, all of these things you can learn in a martial arts training. Mm. But I think in in a lot of gyms right now we yeah we're just you know we're doing our classes and you just you know you have to just learn a one two and a left hook and a right low kick. And then we scream louder and you have to do it faster. I mean, I did that for a long time too. Uh, mm. that's, that's normal, but yeah, I think we can do a bit better. And and what part, like, is there, uh, how, to, how to phrase that? Um, that's the, the whole social part that you try to create around it. Like maybe, I mean, not anymore with uh, the parties and the, the, the get togethers, but yeah. hopefully like soon how integral is this part for like the whole teaching thing yeah it's super important so just um we before corona hit we had a, a, a twice a year we had these friendly matches we called it uh, the nacht van de hete bliksem um translate to the, the night of the hot flashes or whatever something mm. like that it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek uh, joke but um yeah we did that so so all of the people that are you know just casually training kickboxing or boxing in our place they know that they're always invited to step into the ring they're not expected but they're definitely invited i mean they're welcome to try it and they will be 
um, properly guided and and helped along the way. Um, and that's that's just the basic idea of our uh, kickboxing community is you can you can um, you can step into that door um, never having done any martial arts in your life. Maybe you never even did any sports, and you will have a a, a solid platform to start from because because we have that um, base course and. We, we will help you from the very start, from your first punch, all the way to your first match. Mm. And that's, that's, I mean, it's pretty rare because right now you have basically a division of um, recreational gyms that focus just on masses of people that just want to, you know, sweat. Because um, they think that's about the best you can get in a kickboxing class. You just, you know, you sweat. It's great. I sweated so much. I lost some aggression. It's great. I mean, it's great. It's very nice. Um, I think there can also be a community spirit in that class, for example, mm. and there can be a very supportive atmosphere, and you you can you can you can realize like, fuck, man, all these different people—they're all so strong in their own way, and I can be that too, and it's very inspiring. And um, gee, I should really think about the patterns in my head. Maybe I can be a bit more positive, you know, I can believe in myself a bit more, or maybe I could even help other people believe a bit more in themselves. I don't know. These are just things that you can do with people that don't even know how to punch yet. They don't even know how to throw a straight punch yet, but they can already start in this stuff, which is, if you ask me, super integral to martial arts, mm. to boxing, kickboxing. Anyways, and then we move all the way up into your whatever career. And it's all, you know, it's all just because um, you like it. It's not because you want it. Um, that's in, in Boogie Land. We're definitely part of the recreational gyms. There's recreational gyms and there's um, professional gyms that focus. They they just try to find that one diamond, this one this one special person that is stronger, faster, more talented than the rest, and they will then win a lot of matches and then they will make some money for the gym. Mm. So and all the other people are not really that important. I mean that's yeah that's their business model and it's very understandable. So then. The recreational gyms, I find, are a bit uh, ordinary and boring, and not inspiring. Just you know, uh, masa escasa, just get a lot of mass through the door and a lot of people, and then yeah, doesn't really matter if they actually learn anything; they just have to pay. Mm. I mean, this is the danger, right? I have to be very careful of this too. It's a danger. It happens to all of my colleagues, and I and they're surely they're also paying attention there. And then the other side is the is the the professional gyms that are looking for fighters. They're looking to make money by you know creating champions, um, and that's also great. And that also has a lot of downsides because there's only a couple of people in the gym that really matter, and all the other ones are just basically there as yeah cannon fodder, you know. And and how do you uh, make sure the um, the It, it doesn't become too maybe commercial and too recreational and too much people get into it like is there like how do you regulate that well i'm not sure if i should regulate it because i mean commercially i think we could do a lot better than we have been doing so far so that's that's just uh that's just my honest <laughs> that's the honest situation there so i can be all high up on my horse and, and thinking i know better but in the end you know i still need to pay my bills so i might also have to be a bit more commercial i don't know mm. um I've, i mean we're not non-commercial definitely not we're not a charity but um so 
was your question again, Marcus? <laughs> like how do how you like regulate it? You know, because I think in the end, um, everyone that um, goes to the gym and goes to Boogieland, yeah, like they all talk all, uh, about like the. I mean, uh, my own girlfriend said like, "Wow, it's really nice community. I want to box there because she boxed uh, before somewhere somewhere else." Yeah, uh, her friend said, "Wow, we should go there because so." Um, how do you create that kind of like sense of like um, being very professional but being recreational but still having that kind of like family like vibe community vibe like is there anything special that you do or is it just right. something that you give because you are the the entrepreneur and it's just you're the way of like teaching and the way you 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 talk to the people no it's a battle it's a it's a it's we we fight for it every day to find that balance to 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 get that actual result that your girlfriend is telling you like wow it's it's special it's it's it means something um that's what i get up for in the morning and that's what all of my trainers and and all of our staff they they all share that that goal that's why they work there i mean everybody's working in a in a very unstable in, it's a startup you don't you know mm. it means definitely more unsteady than when you work for for the basic fit or fit for free or like any big franchise um but i think they all believe that they've all they've all noticed in their own life like i really love kickboxing but i don't really want to go into that harsh um um macho uh, professional game i think most of my trainers would agree mm. um and i but i i think it should be more than just um uninspiring repetitive boxing classes that are always the same it could be more than that and i think we should bring people together and i think martial arts has inspired me so i might be able to inspire other people i think that's what we all share this 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 belief and we try to spread it like um like um like an oil patch like that the very first class we ever did in 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 boogieland that's the first thing i said like okay so we're going to learn how to do kickboxing better yeah sure we're going to get stronger yes sure but mostly we're going to try and and make a culture and we start today with these 25 people that are here today mm. we start today by by realizing that um you're not only here to 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 to, to take something from this club you are here to bring something also and it's it's not that hard to install that instill this culture but you have to just practice that every day you have to you have to remind yourself and your staff and the people you're teaching and everybody all the time but mostly yourself i mostly have to remind myself mm. like this is this is what we do primarily we are here to to give and not only to take very nice uh, goal yeah it's a nice goal yeah do you think like um there are any like myths about boxing and kickboxing martial arts that you that you think is it's not really valid that people still think that well i mean it just it really depends on on on, on what type of let's say kickboxing boxing is pretty much the same thing what type of kickboxing you're talking about i mean if you're talking about competitive kickboxing amateur competitive kickboxing yeah so that's it's it's a hard world man there's there's so many uh talented hard-working uh young boys and girls in that in that world here in amsterdam and in 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 in, net, in the netherlands 
that are doing an amazing job and they're working so hard to get to get better and and if you are uh, a recreational kickboxer and you think well you know it might be funny to spar with this person who's very serious about this and you spar with them and they kick your ass completely and then you think wow it's such a it's a terrible sport people are not nice well i mean that's just not true i mean they're just doing their job their mm. job or their profession is to be amazing at intimidating you and 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 kicking your ass as quickly as possible with the most the smallest amount of energy expended you know i mean if they can beat you just by looking very angry at you and you just start pissing your pants and you walk away then, then they did their job so um but when it comes to recreational kickboxing that's completely different you know that's that's then we're all in it just because we find it interesting because we find it important to challenge yourself because we want to get fit because you know we want to learn a new skill so people have to realize that it's completely different i think they are starting to do that now and that's that's partly my mission actually our mission is to you know yoga yoga used to be new age weird you know weird hippies that would stand on you know on top of their head and you know there's all these weird movements that are, have names of you know the the, the dog and the chicken and weird and cobra <laughs> and whatever what are you doing man that's weird but nowadays i mean our uh our our top politicians and, and leaders of business and whatever they're all doing yoga every morning you know it's normal why wouldn't you do it it's good for you right it's, it's it helps to balance the mind and it makes the, the body stronger and you're more healthy and there's all these but um right now it's still a bit exotic or uh maybe risque if if this politician or leader of business is doing boxing and i think boxing kickboxing fighting martial arts should be um should and will be just as big as yoga is now actually should probably be a bit bigger i think fighting for something is a skill that we have lost and i think it it it's so important it's important for everything in your life and anything you can do to get a bit better at fighting for something and learning how to do that uh, yeah. getting better at, at struggling for something and learning to enjoy that to embrace that uh, i think it's an essential life skill mm. and we have by making our lives more and more um, geared on on comfort and risk avoidance and and safety we've completely lost track of that th that skill do you think that um uh, two questions yeah <laughs> do you think that corona has influenced the skill of um, fighting for something to a positive and uh, that's question number one i uh, just don't want to forget the other questions and do you think that um also corona again uh, has accelerated that kind of uh, bringing boxing kickboxing fighting um like further or not because i personally have the feeling that a lot more people um also like on the instagram stories of your friend like mm. they go boxing they go th so it, for me it seemed like everyone is doing it and before i uh, before corona i've never seen anyone like doing boxing classes or mm. uh, having a boxing bag or something it was just it's uh, it's not not, sci not scientific at all but it's just like a, something that i realized from the outside yeah well i would say from 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 our business i think me and and everyone who's in the in the business of of teaching people how to box or kickboxing that corona has been terrible i mean it's been extremely painful and hard just for the business um would be great if 
without me noticing, a lot of people have started boxing in Corona times. I mean, that would make me happy if that's true. Um, I mean, we may have played a role in that with with in in Amsterdam with the Boogieland Foundation, but we'll talk about that in a bit. I think with mm. the, the public boxing bags on the streets of Amsterdam. So that's the answer from my side on your on your second part of your question and the, the first, first part one was like um i mean we've lived a very comfortable life so far right uh, yeah. there was never really something that we really had to to fight for except maybe like some some likes on instagram um <laughs> b- but <laughs> well i think it's probably a little bit more than that but yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. But of course yeah. i mean it, it's, it's also very privileged uh, a few a few and i think that yeah we are very outspoken about many topics we are the, the cancel culture um but do you think that like especially like in the the corona time that uh, people like started to like fight more for for the for the like for the rights because i i really love when you said like uh, uh fighting for something um we have lost uh, the 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 skill of uh, fighting for something i i really like this was for me like something was like hmm, uh, true do you think that like changed somehow through like corona and like uh, being at home or do you think well, not at all i i think that resistance um creates stronger individuals um so that would mean that as a general rule and i definitely think this is true that people that come from a uh, a more difficult place with less privilege are generally you know have a better chance of being stronger there's a higher percentage of them is going to be stronger mentally and maybe also physically yes i definitely think so i mean i um remember a former girlfriend her polish grandmother her arm her her bicep was twice as big as mine that's from pumping water young man that's from pumping water it was only 10 years ago that we got the tap water from the tap here this was in poland i mean that was just i thought that was amazing and 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 she had pride in that too and rightly so i mean she pumped water for 60 years every day um i mean what what the hell do we do we know here i mean at least me and a lot of the people i i i hang out with here in amsterdam um yeah i mean what do we know Mm. (laughs) do you think that like a personal hardship is um, always like a um, like an ingredient uh, to to like a successful personality or to a successful full person like maybe like rephrasing that do you think it's an ingredient uh, to be successful yeah i think i think it's um well for me personally let me say for me personally it's been a very liberating uh, realization that my personal hardship the things that i went through um they're not just a boat anchor that is dragging me down they're also the reason why i'm strong and they're also um they also spark um ideas that I don't think I would listen to if I if I hadn't had difficult times, if I hadn't had uh, the feeling that I was 10 years behind everybody else because I was just stuck in whatever. Um, and, and, and now when I have an idea, I think, yes, I should do this. I should work for this. I should seize this opportunity or, you know, when an opportunity presents itself, I should seize this opportunity and I should be willing to sacrifice um, some of what i have to get to this goal and i can't just sit here and expect it 
just to happen miraculously out of nothing. I need to, you know, work for it and sacrifice things for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, I think that people that grow up in, uh, in, in, in poverty, be it, you know, material or, or emotional, um, it can hurt them or it will hurt them, this poverty. Um, and, and it, it, and that's resistance. It, it, it makes it harder for them to move up in the world or to, you know, become, uh, a, f- a fully grown, happy adult, whatever, whatever we need to become on mm. this, on this world. It's just harder, more resistance. But if they manage to realize that they have a strength now, then they can actually use it to their advantage their history your dark history can actually help you um to 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 fuel the flames fan the flames um and it you know just as an example for me i think it helped me through a lot of hard training sessions it think it made me stronger kickboxing you know it's very confrontational you're you're doing okay so you're just starting and you have to do 100 punches and then you have to do 10 push-ups and then you have to repeat this thing 10 times so you did a thousand punches and 100 push-ups and halfway you're just thinking i mean just this is impossible my arms are fucking but why are you doing this why are you here then you have to think about your motivation at that point and and it always helped me a lot like yeah you know um you want to become better jens you want you want to become stronger you want to you know become something then fucking do it and do another 500 punches and do those 50 push-ups and just take the pain take it and keep going because you want something right um yeah and sometimes you're just shaking your head in in your boxing training and i can't do this um but a little bit of anger can help you you know help you through those last 10 minutes of training like actually actually i'm really frustrated with my life so Maybe I just keep punching a little bit more. Maybe I just, you know, take a little bit more pain. Whatever. This is getting a bit dark here, but I don't think we should be afraid to, you know, talk about a little bit of darkness when it comes to martial arts. I mean, it's exciting because it's it's dangerous and it's also exciting because it is. It can be a little bit dark. I think we should definitely brighten it up, make it a happy place, martial arts I'm talking about. But mm. yeah, I mean, every single person be it a very happy uh happy person or maybe a slightly darker or troubled person uh, we 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 all have a dark side you know even the happy people you just get familiar you know open your eyes look at it and do with it do something constructive with it use it yeah that's what i did anyway and it helped me a lot and <laughs> it's also a lot better than 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 just being dark yeah, yeah and also embracing every emotion right like i mean i think that's also sometimes uh important to point out that it's not always uh like it's not always happy it's not always sad but also embracing like all the emotions because all the different emotions can lead to something very very cool so I think yeah that's and that's 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 metaphorically it's, it's just very telling that it's in in any kind of sparring fighting in the ring you will see both of those things you'll see you'll see happiness and you'll see success and you'll see wow i'm so strong you'll see a confirmation of your power because your your right your right straight lands on the on the body of your opponent and you see them crunching and oh that hurt yeah 
but you also experience probably 10 seconds after that you'll experience what it feels like to have them hit you right on the liver and just it just you know takes your breath away and you feel so weak and you just really really want to give up but they keep coming and there's absolute panic it can be absolute panic anyway um, and this can happen within 10 seconds, can happen within one second in, in boxing. This, this complete like, yeah, I'm amazing. Bang. Oh, I'm terrible. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. It's a, it's a roller coaster. And it's, it's a very metaphorical roller coaster because it's all about in, in the case when you're winning, stay cool, stay balanced, stay focused. You can't think that you've already got this in the bag because you haven't, you know, the bell hasn't rung yet. And the on the other, on the flip side of that, when you're you're getting hit or you know nothing's working, you feel weak and you pain, you terrible pain. You can only lose when you give up. The only exception maybe a flash knockout, but basically in life you can only lose when once you give up. Um, I mean it can be fucking terrible the way to you know to keep going to keep going to carry on while you're losing. But and, and and keeping your faith, but that's fighting. You know, mm. it's a skill. You can actually learn that. It's not something you're born with. Um, so yeah, if I can, if I can teach uh, some people this, if I can help them realize that, then they're gonna be a, a lot stronger. Because it's not just in the ring. It's not just in your in your kickboxing training. Like oh, I'm so tired now. I don't want to continue. Yeah, it's normal that you think that, you know, you're tired, it's uncomfortable, you want to stop. But actually, if you remember that, why are you doing this? Why are you here? Why are you subjecting yourself to this this trainer that's telling you to do, you know, a thousand punches and a hundred push-ups? Why did you want to come here? If you remind yourself of why you are here, then this torture, in a, then it transforms into an actual valuable piece of resistance, this resistance is going to make you stronger. You are here to subject yourself to uh, harsh conditions because you want to practice, um, because you want to get somewhere. Mm. And you know, planking for 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 three minutes straight it it it's an actual torture technique. You know, they use it in torture uh, because you know if you stop planking, Marcus, we're going to kick your ass. You have to plank. You just go, oh, it's so hard. Yeah, but you're not going to give up. But if you do it in, in my class, you have to plank for three minutes. You start shaking and, 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 and almost crying and, 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 and not believing in it's possible after 30 seconds maybe. Mm. And it's completely subjective. So it's a, it's a mental skill to learn, okay, three minutes, then that's what I'll do. I have to do three minutes. That's what I'm going to do because I believe in the goal. I want to show myself that I can do this. This is a challenge. I will rise up to it. Instead of this is torture, it's terrible. Get me out of here. I'm going to call the police. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, and it's funny when you start realizing that you can actually decide for yourself whether difficult things, for example, in business are torture or useful or, you know, part of the way you know you, you can you can either complain this is so hard i'm going to call the police because my business is not running <laughs> or you can embrace it and you say okay this is going to be super hard but when i get through this 
um, I will have some more skills or I'm, I can learn something along the way or mm. whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's easy to talk about it, but I know for myself, this, it means something. Mm. Um, interpretation is everything. Interpretation is everything. That punch in your face, it can mean uh, the confirmation of your self-doubt. It can mean that you're actually even more shitty than you always thought you were because now you're getting hit in the face and everybody can see it. Or it can mean, I'm so fucking proud of you for exposing yourself here, for being here, for being um, for being um, courageous enough to step into that ring or step into that training or whatever. It's a metaphorical punch in the face, yeah? Um, and that imp- interpretation, it, it, it makes or breaks you. So we have to learn that skill of, of, of um, you know, translating the hardship that you receive from some sort of um, evil torture that is brought upon you by this terrible world. I'm shaking my fist. People can't see it, but I am. Uh, into like, okay, you know what? It's a challenge. Bring it on. Mm. Um, I always knew it was going to be difficult, you know. Uh, one of the most famous boxing um, coaches, uh, Freddie Roach, he has his, uh, this this slogan over his uh, his boxing ring, and it just says in his beautiful uh, big letters, "Boxing Freddie Roach, whatever." It ain't easy. It ain't easy. That's it, folks. It ain't easy. So you know, if you come here expecting it to be easy then yeah, you're going to be angry because then it's torture. It's not easy. You have to do 1,000 punches. Mm. But when you actually expect it not to be easy, you know, I I know, I know, it's not easy. It's okay. I'm happy to be here anyway. 1,000 punches, oh, that sounds really difficult. I'm probably going to have, uh, you know, a terrible experience. But I came here to learn boxing. I didn't come here to have a comfortable experience. Mm. And I think in life, maybe sometimes we're a little, you know, our generation is coming into this world a little bit expecting it to be amazing. You know, it's going to be great, right? I mean, I'm alive. It's going to be great. Yes. And then life is like, well, actually, no, it ain't easy. It's a losing game Hmm. Um, because we're all going to lose all the people we love and we're going to die. That's just, (laughs) unfortunately, that's true. And we can have a lot of amazing things too. But in the end, yes, it's, it's a pretty harsh game. Hmm. Um, so we better learn to, you know, learn to see the bright side of the punches landing on your face. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that, like, I mean, you've um, ex- experienced like uh, some some personal, some maybe some personal hardship in in one way or, or another, um, and and without going into into details about that do you think that is uh, also one reason why you also decided to uh, found the, the Boogieland Foundation to also like give other people the chance to to step up uh, like in that sports that gave you so much and give other people the chance to just practice without any strings attached or or what was yes. the idea? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely that. Um, and I do think we should make it a little bit personal because otherwise it just doesn't mean anything. Um, so what we're doing with the Boogeyland Foundation is we're trying. Our mission is to, to um, I have to dig in my my brain for the actual definition. But let's let's just say our mission is um, to make the strength 
that we have discovered through boxing, kickboxing, the mental strength, the physical strength, the happiness, the joy, the feeling of liberation, to make all of those things, excuse me, publicly available. Publicly available um, regardless of your income, regardless of the place you were born, regardless of the people you live with, the, the family you're born into. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of amazing gyms in this city. There's really, like, there's some really fucking cool gyms that look amazing, that have really skilled, talented, nice people teaching you. And you can learn so much. Um, but at a minimum, you're going to pay 50 euros a month. At a minimum, you know. And if, you know, I, I, was, I was realizing, I was, I was teaching a lot of uh, personal training years ago. All these nice people, but... I mean, all of them very well off. They were paying a lot of money for uh, their personal training, doing it maybe twice a week, hiring me to be their personal coach. And I would tell them all these, you know, help them to become so much stronger and so much more balanced and so much, you know, really, it really helps. It really works, you know. Mm. Um, I take pride in that. But I'm doing that for the most privileged people in the world that don't really fucking need it at all in a way, you know. I mean, they still need it and they still deserve it too, but so do, does everybody else. Hmm. Um, and I, when I grew up, we didn't have money. And um, so a lot of things that I wanted to do weren't available. And I mean, I I, I don't think that, um, and then later on it, it changed a bit, but when, when, when I was quite young, this was a bit of a problem. Um, and I, The people around me didn't have money either. And it just, it creates a lot of problems. Poverty creates a lot of problems. Anyways, we know that. Um, so I can't change that. I'm not, I mean, I wish I could, but I can't. Um, but, okay, let's let's say um, a, a public boxing bag might do a couple things. It, it, it will not change the world, but it will do a couple things. It might start a conversation about um uh physical and mental health for example in the neighborhood because we, we've placed 30 now so it's, it's it's basically it's a it's a heavy bag on the street um it is a it's a bit of a uh, a ring around it and it, it has a, 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 some instructions and you can scan a QR code and then you can do a uh, any number of free uh, trainings that you can listen to on your on your telephone or, or in your earpods or whatever Um, and then you'll have me or another trainer telling you what to do. They'll they'll help you through the warm up. They'll guide you all the way for an hour. Um, you can do that at a at a very beginner level. You can pick something intermediate or more difficult. So it's it's basically it's 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 a, a stripped down version of a boxing gym mm. on the street and in the share sharing economy kind of way. So there's one boxing bag, but the whole neighborhood can use it. Yeah, and we can just, you know, you use it for half an hour or an hour and then I can use it and then somebody else can use it. Yeah, and it's completely free. Anybody can do it. It's paid for by, um, usually at this point, city council or Stotsdale. And then we provide that with the Boogeyland Foundation. We organize that. We make it possible. So this will do some things, I think. It will... It'll start a conversation on the street like, hey, look, what are these people doing? They're training? What is that? They're fighting on the street? No, it's not fighting. They're hitting the bag. Okay, oh, that looks like a nice 
mm, stress relief. Mm. Actually, I might actually try it too. So we have a lot of hidden camera footage. Just a, a side <laughs> note: uh, just people that you know. For example, you're, you're you're living in a in a high building, and you would have a, a boxing bag uh, in front of your street, and then people just videotape other people just just walking by. Maybe old grandma with two uh, shopping bags, and she puts the groceries on 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 the on the on the yeah. sidewalk, and just just a quick bang bang, <laughs> just a quick one two, uh, just 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 to feel it you know or and just we have these the, the the smallest children just they need to kick it uh, and all the way to the to the oldest grandpas that just you know give it a couple of couple of whacks yeah. and it's just beautiful that that happens that that people have that tendency it's like uh yeah it's very playful i think mm. anyways and another thing it'll do is um for those kids that are that are possibly quite talented in kickboxing or, or or anyways they they would maybe like to express themselves through kickboxing like they want to show themselves and maybe the kids around them like i'm actually quite tough you know or i'm actually i'm actually a bit of a goal getter or whatever they can use that that public boxing bag to practice that like and there's kids um here in amsterdam north for example that we know that they use it every day they go there like every day so regardless of whether you're actually able to pay 50 euros a month or whatever it costs for a gym membership um you can use it but also now with corona and the lockdown and the, and the gyms closed you can still train outside in, mm. in a safe way so yeah it started as a the idea started as a as a um yeah it came from from the first lockdown um we thought what can we do to you know alleviate this pain Uh, we could make our 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 own heavy bags available to the people in our club. No, actually, let's make them available to the people in our neighborhood. You know what? Actually, this might just work as well for people in the whole city. So that went in about four hours from the idea. Let's make our boxing bags available to our members, to our neighborhood, actually to our city. Hmm. And then let's not just put the bag there but let's make it safe corona wise and so okay we'll provide cleaning uh, stations with them and actually people want to have somebody guiding them when they're training okay so let's let's make a system for that too so i i, I devised of a system how do we uh how do we structure that how do we make good audio trainings that that people actually use you know the, the ones that we've put up they're all available for free for everybody um and they've been they've been listened to like 75 thousand times so far it's, i mean crazy. that's very crazy because we're a very small uh, uh club i mean we're <laughs> you might see our our stickers or our t-shirts on the streets but i mean in amsterdam we're nothing because we have only been around for two years and we only have i don't know between three and four hundred people uh with us mm. so that's That's not very large, but yeah, I hope that those those public boxing bags, or I I know actually, um, they will they will provide some opportunities that um, a lot of kids and adults wouldn't have otherwise. For example, to train on a daily basis, or to inspire other people, or to try it, to just try it. Like if 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 you're a bit afraid to go to a boxing gym or you're just you know thinking you know would it really work for me just you can try it you can go to the park and try it mm. you know you can have a bit you can just horse around with your friends and then maybe think later on like actually 
you know, I kind of liked it. I think I'm going to take it more seriously. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's plenty more reasons. I, it, it, we say that they are there to help people um, um, feel better. Yeah. After training, you'll feel better, feel better, feel happier, and you're also it'll also help you to become a bit stronger. Um, yeah. So, lekker in je vel zitten en sterk in je schoenen staan in Dutch. That is basically translate to feeling good and feeling strong. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Feeling balanced. Super nice goal. I think that uh, was really one of the uh, remarkable things. And it was also very nice, as you said, uh, when you were like traveling around or, I mean, during Corona times, it was a lot of uh, evening walks. And when yeah. you then saw like the people like around the boxing bag, and I think that uh, it is also that kind of like reflex that that you just have in yourself when you see a boxing bag, you just want to punch it. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, there's something yeah. about it. So I think that's a very cool, um, yeah, I think very cool idea from from you guys to to make it also more accessible to uh, to anyone and uh, to in the end make uh, like scale it also up for for your for your gym because uh, you never know that maybe that person that cannot afford it when they are 12 or something but uh, maybe when they are like uh, 18 and have their own job uh, then there's probably not a lot of choices which uh, boxing gym they 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 will choose in well yeah they're 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 absolutely welcome uh, but the most important thing is that they start working on themselves and they start realizing that they can that you're not um, it's not a given your strength or your your mental resilience it's not a given it it's very um plastic you can you can change it you can work for it um you performing under pressure you can change that um mm. you pushing harder you can you can get better at that you not giving up you can actually learn that skill um and it starts with training so yeah, I, I, that's that's quite nice. Mm. When when I listen to you, I think it's quite interesting because I mean, you you seem to be like a, a very very busy person. Not only I think uh, in your work, but also um, like mentally. I think mm. you always like think along and think how you can make things better. Not only mm. the gym, but also the world and the people around it, and then the surroundings. Where's yeah. your Where's your safe space? Uh, like, uh, is there anything uh, like a space? Um, like a place that that you are like on your own that you're like this is just me this is just Jens or is or are you always sharing? That's that's you caught me off guard there. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's a bit of a difficult question for me actually. Um, I have definitely felt the past three years have been super rewarding. Like about three years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, this idea started and then we started building. Uh, have been super rewarding because I finally show I've been showing myself I can actually make a dent in this world. I can change change something in this world. Things that I don't like, that I haven't liked forever, or that that I've felt powerless about. I've actually started changing a little bit, including, for example, my own um, place in this world. Um, I feel like. I wasn't before and now I am somebody. So I w before I didn't feel like I, I felt more like a nobody than a, than a somebody. And now I feel like, well, actually, you know, um, I look in the mirror and I think, well, you know, you, you, you did a couple of things. You did okay. Um, so that's, I'm very, that, that's, you know, that's my, that's, that's a happy place. 
Um, but you're asking me, how do I, where do I relax? Where do I switch off? You know, switch off. And the answer to that is that balance I haven't really found yet, and and I'm actually struggling a little bit in that too, because um, I I I think I tend to. Uh, yeah to be a, a better fighter than a than a than a than a chiller than a, I'm, I'm not that not that great at just letting go i mean i can lose myself in some things i mean i love aesthetic things i love you know um nice music i i, I love old records I, I i like you know but I, I i yeah when you have a mission and i do that mission becomes very important. However, uh, as a person who who is very interested in 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 fighting and in 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 training um, and the martial arts way of life, I have come as a coach also. I've come to this understanding. If you have a goal, like you, for example, Marcus, you want to be a or a champion. You want to be a, well. Let's let's make let's you know break it down. That you want to have ten matches and and win eight. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be that's so hard to do. That'd be amazing if you can can do that. If you want to go there, you obviously you're going to need to train really really hard. You need to work your ass off. Yeah, and you're going to have to say no to a lot of nice things like that beer you're holding now, and you're going to have to say no to all of your friends saying, "Hey man, you should come over." And no, I can't. You know, I have to be asleep at ten, and I have to wake up at six and run. Mm. Um, I mean, that's the kind of offers that are daily business for for anybody any top athlete but definitely for fighters um and because if you don't make these offers you're going to get knocked out and exposed um in front of all your friends Mm. so yeah that's pretty real yeah (laughs) that's pretty real as a coach i see these people that uh, just to be clear i don't really uh focus on, on on teaching fighters i focus on just teaching people um but when i teach fighters um usually they're very driven they are willing to sacrifice because they've already made that decision it ain't easy and that's okay with me i usually need to teach them and i need to teach that to myself as well hey if you want to make it to your 10 fights you know you need to learn how to take breaks you need to learn how to take care of yourself you need to learn how to um switch off to you know to find your balance so um you need to balance the hard work and the sacrificing with things that give you energy to do hard work mm. <laughs> and sacrifice. Yeah, so uh, to truly become a champion you will have to also become a, a, a champ at self-care. So I'm definitely working on that um every day it's a, it's a struggle but for example i've recently moved to a, a new house it's much bigger and much more expensive than anything i've ever you know um um thought that i would deserve or that i would need mm. you know it's it's a, it's a rental house but it's it's nice it has a garden and you know who has a garden in amsterdam i'm living by myself it's amazing um and i still feel guilty about it you know every second day and but every day i'm super grateful super happy to wake up there and it just gives me 
uh, jolt of energy. Anyways, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Te- teaching yourself. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know, uh, now I started about a year ago. I started um, saying, okay, there's a new rule. It's a new sheriff in town, and the rule is, we have a weekend, and we do two days of weekend, Saturday and Sunday off, no work. It's hard, but helps a lot. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really nice. Where do where do you get like um, most of your your inspiration from, or like what what really inspires you? Because I think you are a really inspiring person yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is it books? Is it uh, YouTube channels? Is it uh, I don't know other inspiring coaches? Yeah, I mean from just the daily inspiration podcasts. Actually, um, I love listening to. People like uh, Teddy Atlas, who's a famous boxing um, boxing coach. He taught. Uh, he was the um, disciple of uh, Cosdemato, who was Tyson's trainer. And Teddy Atlas actually did all the work for for Cos. Cos was the brains, and Teddy was the 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 tool at that point. And then later on, Teddy became the brains too. Anyways, so I find him very inspiring. That's definitely for all the boxing people that are listening. You know, go check him out. Mm. Um, actually for anybody because it's just a really nice human being um, I don't read that much at the moment because it just takes too much time I don't yeah I listen to podcasts like in between um, when I'm cooking or whatever cooking really helps to switch off my mind yeah I look forward to to uh, going home after this after we did this podcast and then I'm gonna cook something mm. I'm gonna you know reflect on my day as I'm you know, cutting onions and I'm just gonna have a look around in my house and think, fuck, I really made this possible for myself and I'm just going to tell myself, okay, that's actually not that bad. Um, let's keep going. Mm. Yeah. Um, and inspiration, otherwise, I mean, yeah, you, you, I'm also on social media. I, I, I look at things that other people are doing, but actually, you know, m- the, the biggest inspiration for me is just reminding myself where I come from and 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 the struggle that, I had to go through is is um you say that small beans mm. it's it's nothing compared to the struggle that a lot of other people are actually going through actually most other people are going through and it was quite hard for me but it's going to be it's it's a lot harder for other people um and I think the stronger I get the more I'm um required to share that strength um to help other p- to help other people to, to to give them the power too you know not to actually give them anything but to help them find their own power mm. um yeah i think the stronger you are the more you are required to share the more you are um yeah the more i expect you to to put your strength to good use yeah so i expect the same thing for myself mm. is there is there anything that you um, w- would have wanted to be or that you uh, would have wanted to be known for would have what do you mean so uh, le- let's say when? like if, if you if you uh, would be very old or if you would be not in this world mm. anymore is there anything that you that you say like this would be cool if people would remember me like this no i haven't really thought about that what i want to be on my gravestone i mean yeah it actually, you know, that's that's. I think it's a very common thing now by these lifestyle gurus. Like, hey, you should, you know, have a, you should be 
practicing your thankful list. Yeah, so three things every day when you go to bed and you think about what's been good today. What's what's what three things have made it worthwhile to even get up out of my bed this morning. You know, I I started doing this when um, I think more than. 12 years ago, I was very depressed for about a year. No, it's actually 10 years ago. I lost my dad and I just didn't really have a great uh, childhood before that. And then losing my dad, it just, um, after a long uh, deathbed, just, yeah, I don't know, something cracked. I couldn't take it anymore. Mm. Um and then I think my first step to recovery was just the most basic was this actual gratefulness list that the f- first psychologist I ever uh, went to see, she she told me like, okay, well, I don't really know how to help you much, but that's not what she said, but that was <laughs> she couldn't really help that much. But she said, listen, you have an objective. Every day you are going to think in all of your dark misery, because I was definitely, it was miserable, um, uh, you are going to give me three small things that were worth it today. And it can be as small as like, okay, well, I'm so depressed I want to die, but um, that yellow color on those on those flowers is actually very pleasing. So that's nice. I, my eyes saw that, so that was a nice feeling. The second thing I'm grateful for is actually that... Um, I was walking on the streets and I couldn't face anybody, but then I was accidentally looked a person in the eye and they, they smiled a little bit. So I'm grateful for that. Mm. And then the third thing I'm going to be grateful for today is actually that, you know, my body, even though my brain and everything hurts, my body actually moves and I don't have cancer. So that's about the smallest gratefulness list I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty that's a pretty dark time if this is that small. But that's still good things, you know. And practicing good practicing the pattern and repeating to yourself, hey, I can focus on all of the bad things. I can say, This is fucking torture, I'm gonna call the cops. Or I can say, you know what? It ain't easy, I know. But there's, these are three things that were quite nice today. Mm. And yeah, I started doing that in a very dark period of my time, uh, of my life. And I picked it up <laughs> recently because I was reminded by all these, <laughs> all these lifestyle gurus. And it's actually, I would recommend it to all of, all of the people that are listening right now, just because you, you, you have, the things you repeat is, is what you are going to become. You know, everything you repeat, that's what you'll become. So repeat the things that are are worth doing that are actually helpful that actually help you. Um, yeah, drifting off. So when it comes to my uh, what, what, what's that name again? The, the word again? You you the the things you write on your gravestone. The, the, the last two the last two words. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a uh, anyways. Mor- I was gonna Mor- say epiphany, but that's not the word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyways, okay. There'll, there'll be lots of people shouting at their <laughs> telephone right now. Like, it's a, it's that, it's that word. <laughs> the stupid kickboxer um, <laughs> got hit too many yeah. times against the head. <laughs> yeah, 
but we've been focusing on on struggling and on on fighting and fighting for something and really like going for it and very motivational but i think it's definitely also very important to laugh at small things and mm. just have fun with people i mean connecting with the people around you i think for me personally that's one of the most amazing things and in my gratefulness list it's always at least two out of three like oh that connection was amazing or i'm so happy with this person in my life and it's hardly ever any material stuff even though i do like material things um but they're not really on the list they're not that priority prioritized i guess um yeah i, I lost my drift but anyways start practicing this every day being thankful <laughs> yeah being thankful and realizing the good things yeah. you know and realizing ah fuck i should protect that because it's important because it's in my list every night so you know if if he or she is in, in your list every day then fucking make sure that they know that and make sure that they that you give them something mm. you know not just take um you that you take care of them and then yeah you start realizing what the important things in life are by doing this Otherwise, you're just going to realize it when it's too late, when you're sick, you know. Mm. Yeah, I was sick with Corona, like, uh, what is it, probably five months ago or something. And you say, like, well, but you're you're healthy, right? You're a, a boxing coach, you should be strong and whatever. I don't know, for some reason, I got really sick. I got more sick than I was. I, was, I had malaria in Burma. That was terrible, but this was way worse. Two weeks, I was just also mentally feeling super weak and sick and then I, I i i started to realize again like i can't believe how badly right now because i've I'd been quarantining isolating for two two weeks in mm. a house that wasn't mine and with stuff that wasn't mine it was just not very nice and i couldn't work and i couldn't get away from just my thoughts and my my my, my loneliness and my 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 you know my heartache because i just broken up and whatever it just made me think like we have to be so grateful for for being stressed out like 90% of the time because mm. being stressed out actually is a blessing man if you don't have anything going on in your life that's agony at least it is for me i don't know if it's for everybody but i think everyone realized that i think that's that's uh, that was like the the lockdown that yeah. like there was a mirror to like what are you actually doing and i think yeah. a lot of people reflected on that and a lot of people got confronted with their self for the first time with their partner for the first time yeah uh, to to be together maybe more than three days in a row uh, where not the other person is at the gym and then you only meet in the evening quickly and then yeah. you watch tv and then you go to bed but like yeah. every single day like confronted one-on-one -on -one conversations and i think yes. that was so hard for for many people and so much like realization was like oh i didn't know this about my partner oh like uh, he or she is doing that oh that's annoying like yeah. and I, i think that is really like the the kind of like loneliness and that that um that kind of uh that mirror that you get uh, in front of yourself like what are you even busy yeah. with yeah really i think straightened out like the priorities of of many people yeah i hope so it straightened out your priorities because you were so vulnerable because you were so exposed you really it, i mean everything was just more painful than it usually is mm. And that's just like being in the ring. Everything is just so painful and you're so exposed, you're so vulnerable. But you also learn very quickly because, ah, my defense isn't good. <laughs> my defense isn't good. I'm all the way open. Or my relationship actually really isn't good or it's amazing. I hope it's amazing, but maybe it's not. And you're starting to realize that now. Or actually, it might also, like my personality isn't that great. I should fucking improve on things. I'm just 
uh, a, a, a mindless asshole 90% of the time. For example, you can you can definitely find out these kind of things in a in in this lockdown mm. isolating quarantining situation and uh, i think you should as soon as possible make a plan to change that um don't just think it and then just continue with your day you should make a plan you should set a goal okay make it small don't make it too big but maybe you can say like okay you know uh, I want to have more time for people and I don't have time because I work all the time. So maybe I can start by working two hours a week less and I'm going to pick up my children from school where I usually don't or you know, I'm going to cook my partner some dinner once a week and I'm going to listen to their to their to their the things that are in their head. Mm. You know, just make it and, and, and I'm going to do that for 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 five weeks and then I'm going to see if it's better. Just cut it down into small bite-sized chunks and, and start doing something. And uh, I mean, so, so many, I've been so frustrated for so many times with fellow entrepreneurs, with people I work with, with, with colleagues, with, with, with lovers, with myself mostly. All these big ideas, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And but how are you going to do it? And are you actually making those steps? No, you're not. You're just fucking blowing another soap bubble again. You know, fucking stop doing that. That's what I love about the, the boxing gym. Like it's, <laughs> you're either there busting your ass or you're at home saying you're a boxer. You know, <laughs> yeah, I used to be really good. Yeah, now I'm a little bit fat, but you know, and now, now I'm slow, but so what's your plan i mean are you going to come or not i mean and it's just the same thing with improving yourself as a, as a human being i mean obviously in boogie land in very big letters we have written on the wall um a, a mission statement for the, the boxing club and it says boxing to become dot 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 champs at life and that that it's the reason behind this being on the walls so if we're training and you're losing yourself a little bit and it's getting harder and and then you look in the mirror and you happen to catch a glimpse of that thing. It's boxing to become champs at life. Um, and it stands for, it, there's a goal there. There's a big goal. There's a moonshot. Like, okay, a champ at life. I mean, what does that mean? It's, it's okay. The champion is, the champ is, is the highest, right? It's the, the best you could be. Um, when I think champions with belts, boxing champions are amazing. I mean, I, I love boxing and I, I love people that are the best at it and they beat all the other people. But um, I don't really think it really means that much in 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 life. Um, it means well, actually, it means something, but it's not everything. Mm. And I think for most people, they don't have the willingness or the goal to to be a, a champion in the ring, and I don't think they should have that goal. Mm. But uh, they want to be good people, um, and you know, if you want to be a good person, then why not just be the best person you can be? like be a champ um, and do all the things that a champ will do. So say no to bad things and say yes to good things and, and, and make sacrifices and, and have a goal and, and, and follow a track, follow a schedule and whatever. And be smart. And then the first part, boxing to become, um, we're all, it's all a big struggle and we're probably never going to make it. You know, we're never going to really touch the moon. But that's okay. We're we're all boxing to become. We're we're in there. We're in the fight. We're in the thick of it. And 
that's worth something. I have great respect for everybody who is out there in the thick of it, trying something. You know, I have not a lot of respect for people who are out there blowing bubbles, mm. you know, selling big blah, blah. I don't like that. Just don't do it. I mean, you're, you're doing a disservice to yourself. Start small, you know, be vulnerable, be be humble, be be open. Say, I can't do this yet, but I really want to. And I have started this small thing that is very, very difficult still, but I am mm. doing it a little bit, you know. I wish it wasn't so hard. Okay, great. That's good. You're in a good place. Use your strength, as I said before, use your strength to better other people's lives as well how to give from your position of strength and your position of well privilege that you may have been given or you may have made for yourself it doesn't matter you have privilege you have a good place from that good place you can give to other people big reminder you have to start with yourself you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you help uh, the people around you and 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 uh, yeah I mean this is going to become a very long conversation but so, so many times I've seen myself doing that trying to help other people and failing and they I couldn't help them and I'm and dragging myself down and what am I doing I should have just started with myself because I was weak I, I wasn't in a position to help I was just I didn't know what I was doing I didn't have a I didn't have a rhythm I didn't have a job I didn't have a, a financial position where I could or an emotional position where I could actually help someone. I wanted to, but I, and I thought I, I needed to start by helping them, my friends that were struggling. But I should have focused on myself, and mm. now I'm doing that. And it's hard because you have to sometimes decide not to help someone when you want to, because you want you know that you have to help yourself first, and then maybe later on you can help them, or you'll have to help somebody else. Yeah, this was a huge. Uh, uh, realization for me it mm. was very painful too very painful I mean really you really have to put on your own oxygen mask first that's so cruel yeah that's incredibly cruel but that's the way it works um, yeah imagine if you're not really boxing that often uh, or maybe you've never boxed before you try to okay so your friend is going into a wants to do a boxing match your friend and you're going to tell him how to do boxing and you've never trained before That'd be fucking stupid. <laughs> this is not going to help. You're going to get your friend killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but why do we do this in, in our daily life? We try to help uh, our friends when we don't have a good position for ourselves. When we don't really know jack shit about boxing, we tell them, oh, you need to keep your defense up. Hmm. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? So a lot of things uh, in life are, uh, can be... Can be uh, uh, described in the the metaphor of boxing i think that, that, i that found <laughs> that that actually that's my, probably my business that just i put just everything into the metaphor of boxing yeah. exactly <laughs> that's it, my it, life goal maybe that exactly. we we can we can put that in my uh, my funeral like this guy had his uncanny talent to just make a boxing metaphor out of everything it was out fucking everything. annoying <laughs> but it's a, it's a nice it's a nice realization i yeah. i slowly also want to to bring this uh, podcast home because i think we we talked yeah. uh, we talked about we a, a lot of uh, cool topics about uh, how you developed as a person but also how you f found the boogie land how you founded the boogie land foundation which, uh, which has a i think incredible and am amazing goal 
many, many cool um, sentences. I think the one that stood out for me was, uh, I wasn't before, but now I am somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a very cool sentence. Also, like says a lot, I think, about the personal journey that you that you had. Yeah. And uh, before we, we stop the podcast, I always have um, three final questions uh, for every guest that I ask every guest. Um, and I think the first one we covered a little bit, um, but uh, I'm going to ask him anyways, because those are the fast questions. What are you not very good at right now and you want to become better at? Well, this this show is about entrepreneurial things, right? It's about starting a business. And so one thing that I've said for myself that I really need to become better at, um, and people that find me inspiring, please take note, I need to become a lot better at, at being commercial and, and, and capitalizing, um, actually making money. Because not, not just for myself, but also for all the people that work for me. I mean... I want to pay them an amazing amount of money for the great job they're doing. Mm. I'm not able to do that yet. I will be in the future, but I need to get better at that. Um, and now you have a constant reminder, so you can listen back to the podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and the the other thing that you reminded me on that, you called me out on that. It's like, where's your safe space? Where do you where do you relax? Where do you? And I didn't really have a a, a great question to or a great answer to that question. So I think that's also something I definitely need to improve on. Yeah. Nice. Two yeah. nice goals. Uh, which title would you give this chapter of your life? M- must be a boxing metaphor, otherwise it wouldn't be real. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll see if I can rise to chess. I was going to say the sacrifice, and then, but now we need to make that into a boxing. Like, okay, so it's, it's yeah, it's definitely the training camp. We're in the, we're in the training camp now, you know. We're, we're grinding every day, and it's very often i get up and i feel like giving up i can't fucking do this man it's too much but i'm really motivated i want to i want to get to that goal and uh, i'm willing to sacrifice so that that makes a difference nice and the last question um very curious about that is uh, if you could send a sms or a a whatsapp to every mobile phone in the world what would you say (laughs) and you expect people to Right at the top of the head, thanks. Yeah, so it would probably be, um, I would try to make it a bit funny. I, I, you know, I want to inspire them. I want to, I want to tell them, you know, you know, you need to believe in yourself. But if I, if I say that, hey, you need to believe in yourself, then everybody's just gonna be like, what's this fucking annoying? Why does, why is there a U two album in my, in my, in my, in my iTunes? You know, I didn't want that. I didn't want this fucking inspiring message. So you know the, the, the reaching people inspiring people you can't just say like hey i want to inspire you you just have to show them something or you have to make them laugh maybe or you have to just tingle them in some way that opens their mind uh puts them in a in a state where they're perceptive of this so that's what a teacher does i guess they 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 help you to be, get into a state of mind where you're perceptive of new ideas where you're you're you feel open to you know what actually i might learn something here it's, it's, mm. yeah okay so let's be vulnerable let's try and and uh, i don't know everything yet so maybe i can try and learn something um and if there's one thing i hope to teach to people then it's to um to believe in themselves because then things will i mean things are always going to be you have a better chance at achieving anything if you actually believe you're worth anything you actually believe you can achieve something and you're you know you're worth doing that too it's also very important um so it starts with your self-image i think 
this whole this whole metaphor about you know have to put on the oxygen mask on yourself first before you help other people it starts with believing in yourself as a as you are a force for good you are a force that's one and you're a force for good if you if you put in the work um it could it could be a nice yeah. message yeah you, you are the force for good Jens, thanks a lot for that amazing conversation. Whew, it, was, <laughs> it was very nice. I yeah. think very helpful. It we felt, didn't go deep there. Exactly. It felt yeah. a little bit like a, almost a one-on-one -on -one coaching session. So probably yeah. you have to uh, pay uh, like I have to pay you later. <laughs> no, you don't have to pay for that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah. for being here. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Marcus. I hope no one went KO after listening for one and a half hours to the 301 podcast episode. And I think one thing became very clear is that life is one big boxing match metaphor. And I really like how um, Jens took the questions and how he transferred it to his niche and to his segment and to the sports that he loves to so much, uh, boxing, and how he could explain several phenomena of like getting started, getting motivated, getting uh, into it or getting out of it. And all that explained into a boxing match. And I think that was very, very great um, example how you can do that. After all, I personally learned a lot from this episode and I also hope that you can take something from it. And I want to end this episode actually with the famous words of the coaching legend Freddie Roach. It ain't easy. If you have liked this episode, subscribe please to the podcast and also follow on Instagram for more behind the scenes updates at 301 Podcast. Until then, stay healthy and stay fit. Yours truly, Marcus.